Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Looking back at our lives, we can all probably realize that at some point in our lives, there was probably something, at least one thing that we did that wasn't really the most intelligent thing we've ever done. See, there was this one time when I was in college, which is exactly how all really intelligible stories start, right? But this one time when I was in college, when I had this moment that wasn't really my most intelligent moment. You see, my roommate at that time and I were moving out of our dorm because it was the end of the school year. And we were moving out of our third story dorm. But as any typical lazy college student, I really didn't want to carry everything I owned all the way down all three flights of stairs. So we thought that it would be a great idea if instead we would throw some of our things right out the window. We weren't thinking at all about the effect that gravity would have on our stuff from three stories down. We weren't thinking about the fact that someone could have been standing there right beneath our window. We weren't even thinking about the fact that it just looks ridiculous to throw half of your stuff out a window. Needless to say, we weren't really that intelligent in the moment. Well, quite honestly, let's put it a little bit more true because quite honestly, we were just being foolish. We acted like fools throwing all of our stuff out the window. And that word foolish is exactly the word that Jesus uses today to describe his two disciples. Because our scripture reading for our meditation today is from the gospel lesson according to Luke. And it's in that gospel lesson today that we hear the story of those two disciples who are walking on the road to Emmaus. When Jesus comes up to them and Jesus encounters them and talks with them and he calls them foolish. Not exactly the same as I was when I was throwing things out a window, but none the different. He called them foolish. Jesus said, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe. Two phrases that really get at the same thing. The fact that they were being foolish. Foolish meaning not intelligent, meaning not understanding, meaning not using their mental faculties in order to understand. Foolish, because the disciples had hoped that Jesus was their redeemer. Now, key word here is that they had hoped. The fact that it was past tense. Even though the fact that in their present tense, they were speaking with Jesus, their redeemer, their risen redeemer right then and there. You see, the disciples, they had read and heard of the prophet's writings. They had heard what the prophets said about the great Redeemer, the Redeemer who would come to redeem his people, Israel. And they hoped for that man. They hoped for that God who would be their Redeemer. And yet they lost hope when they saw the one who they thought was their Redeemer crucified and buried. See, their Redeemer didn't do things the way they expected. Their Redeemer didn't do things the way they thought they should be done. And add to that the fact that the disciples were foolish because they had hoped that Jesus would rise from the dead three days later. Again, the key words there are had hoped, that past tense meaning that they didn't really believe what the women had told them. They didn't really believe what the women had seen and heard and had told them all about. 
They had lost hope in Jesus, lost hope in their Redeemer. And what makes their foolishness even worse is the fact that those two disciples had so many reasons to believe, so many reasons to believe that Jesus was the Redeemer. For one, as I said, they had the prophets, the writing of the prophets in which they, those writings talked about who the Redeemer was and what that Redeemer would come to do and who that Redeemer would be for his people. And add to that the fact that the disciples had seen Jesus. They saw Jesus in the very flesh right there before them. And they had heard Jesus teach time after time. And they followed Jesus and followed him in his ways. And yet, they didn't believe. They didn't, they weren't full of heart as they should be, and they were foolish. Words and descriptions that not only apply to those two disciples, but also can apply to you and me today. And although those descriptions may sting a little bit to hear from Jesus, they are a fairly accurate assessment of how we act all too often. The fact that we too act foolish way more than we should when we have many reasons for us to believe and trust in Jesus Christ for who he is and what he's done. The fact that we too have the prophets But we don't have just the prophets. We also have the gospels and the letters. We have the entire scriptures. We have all of God's word, God's inspired and inerrant and infallible word. His holy word, which tells us about God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. And you also have the very Holy Spirit itself. The Holy Spirit that entered you at your baptism and created inside you the faith, the faith that you need to cling to his promises, to cling to all that he gives to you. And even though your faith may waver from time to time in your life, God will not let that faith leave you because he will continue to sustain that faith. And yet we too are caught acting far too foolish more often than we ought. Acting foolish and not truly understanding Jesus and seeing him for who he truly is, not fully trusting him, not fully believing him in who he is and who he tells us that he is. We are foolish when we, when we think that Jesus is a risen Lord who has risen just so that we would have a perfect life, so that life would be exactly the way we want it day after day. We are foolish to think that Jesus rose from the dead just so that we can do whatever we want, whether it be good or bad or anything in between. And we are foolish when we think that Jesus rose from the dead and yet there still must be something that we have to do so that we can make ourselves worthy for that resurrection. Yes, we too act foolishly. Because the fact of the matter is, is Jesus is risen. Say it with me. He is risen. risen. Hallelujah. He is the Christ. He is the Messiah. He is the one who was promised, the one who came, and the one who is. He is the resurrection and the life, the one whose resurrection was once, was powerful, and was all satisfying for all people and for you. Jesus, that is who he is. That is what he has done. And that is what he has done by his own divine glorious power and might. 
And that very same divine power and might is the same power that he uses to bring you closer to him, to bring you closer to that understanding that you need, to bring us out of that darkness and those foolish ways into the understanding that we need. And so we go back to those two disciples who are walking with him on the road, who were stuck in their dark and their foolish ways. Jesus also brought them out of their foolish ways. And he did so by interpreting for them the prophets. As Luke tells us in his gospel lesson today, Jesus interpreted them all the prophets concerning himself. From Moses on through, Jesus interpreted the prophets concerning himself. And just think about it for a moment. Think about how many times in the Old Testament Jesus is referenced. Whether it be those direct or indirect references that the people were waiting for or even those much more subtle references in the Old Testament that the people didn't even realize. Jesus interpreted all those for those two disciples. And not only that, but Jesus also stayed with them. He stayed with them and he ate with them. He stayed with them at their house, being with them fully present, his presence that truly alone brings joy and peace. And then he ate with them breaking bread and blessing that meal before them. Now, it may not have been the exact Lord's Supper as he instituted just a few events earlier in Luke's gospel, but none the different. It was still a special meal that he celebrated with them and reminded them of who he was, opening their eyes to see who he is. Jesus brought his disciples out of their dark and their foolish ways by his word, by his presence, and by his sacrament. And that is the very same thing that he does for you. For you who are also his disciples today. And yes, we get stuck in our foolish ways, but Jesus also brings us right back to him. Brings us out of our foolish ways into the understanding that we need so that we can trust in him. Jesus has given to you his holy scriptures. To you and to your parents, to pastors and to teachers, the Holy Spirit so that we are enabled for us also to interpret his word. So we can interpret his word today and we can teach each other who Jesus is, what he's done, and what he will continue to do. And most especially, Jesus gives you today his very body and blood. His very body and blood that is truly, really present here in, with, and under the bread and wine so that we can regularly celebrate what he has done for you, so that we can regularly celebrate what he promises you in this body and blood, forgiveness of your sins and the strengthening of your faith. And so we go back one more time to that story of those two disciples on the road to Emmaus. They had heard Jesus interpret the scriptures. They had stayed with him. They had ate with him. It was revealed to them who he was, that the Lord has risen. And so, the, and so then right after that, they went off. That same hour, they went off and they went away to tell others of what had happened, to tell others of who Jesus is, that he is the risen redeemer. And it's the very same thing that you and I are also called to do that we've received his word, we receive his very presence. Now we are supposed to go out and tell everyone that he is risen. 
And we're supposed to say it not just here and worship back and forth during the Easter season, but in all times. To post it on Facebook, to tweet it on Twitter, to even snap it on Snapchat, or to live it out in our lives, in our words, in our actions, to tell everyone to be full of heart in what we believe and confess. And so say it with me one more time right now. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.